I live in a pilfer neighborhood of Chicago, and I have been for about four years now. Despite the current climate of gentrification, it's known for good food, good coffee, and particularly one legendary place, Cafe Jumping Bean. For about two decades, this cafe has been a staple in the neighborhood. Bright paintings line the wall, and it's never quiet by design. The seating is tight, but the movement is fast. People rush in and out, grabbing their food to go, or drop in for quick spurts of work. More often than not, though, you'll see families cuddled up, four to a table, digging into their focaccia sandwiches. But every once in a while, that comforting background noise of the neighborhood is taken over by a 40-inch block hanging on the wall. Cafe Jumping Bean is the only cafe I visited in Chicago that had a TV in the corner. These TVs are always present in areas where discomfort is normal. Bars, train stations, anxious places with a bunch of strangers. The cafes, they're like a place of peace, a little home of work surrounded by calm conversation. So why was there a TV here? After four years of wondering, I found out from Sylvia, one of the managers at Cafe Jumping Bean. Well, we we don't have it on on a regular basis. If you notice, it's really loud in here. <laughs> See, I have to talk very loud. And also, it seems like everybody has their head looking at the screen, head up, constantly. From Post Loudness, this is Open Ended. A show about tech, culture, with a side of sass. I'm Sherry Benson, and today is my birthday. <laughs> today is my birth. Happy birthday, Cher. Thank you. And I'm James T. Green, and I got a fresh uh, bottle of cocoa butter from Target this morning, so my fingers are not ashy. College has always been like ingrained in my childhood, ingrained in my upbringing. So it was it was inevitable that I would be, you know, intrigued by the twenty four hour news cycle. But then, of course, that stuff that would be on the news would contradict a lot of the stuff my parents were saying. Mm-hmm. So it was um so it was it was it was much easier for me to start forming my own opinion, independent from both of those. How do you rem- how do you, like how did it feel to like have all this news basically thrust in your face all the time? Um, I don't necessarily have an obsessive personality. Um, I get obsessed for like little spurts at a time mm-hmm. and then I'll drop it and then I'll get bored with it. So 24 unit cycles are great for that. You can be obsessed right. with the topic cause they'll be obsessed with the topic for, you know, a couple of weeks and then they drop it just like me. So that it's very, it's very good for my personality as far as like I can be entrenched in this particular subject. I'm Sandra Perry. I make videos and I do performances. Sandra finds an interest in the interaction of humans and screens in our art practice. And she's a good friend of mine from New Jersey. Sandra and I are both like those curious souls with tech geek tendencies. Under the soft light of the Dorchester house, she had a single gold ring on her finger with a Nike symbol on it and the CSS hex code for the color black. And it was just like glistening as I was adjusting my mic over in the corner of the staircase. 
I talked with her a bit after dinner. So, if you hear plates clanking in the background, that's why. They are the perfect places to see what the values of a society are. So it's almost like, like kind of like a bad, like a bad system, as you will. Kind of like this is this is our values masquerading as entertainment. Oh yeah. Well, it's like a peak, you know. So it's like it's really hard to do like the um, to play that game of this equals this and oh that's bad. But I do think that it's useful, <laughs> and I think that like images mean something, and the images that you're attracted to. The propaganda that you're attracted to tells me a lot. It should tell it should tell you a lot, you know. And it's like advertising, but it's like way more efficient, you know, because you have you have the visual and the you have visual sound, and you have a, like a succession of those things over and over and over again. So it's like it's a it's incredibly efficient way to um, understand, have an understanding, and that understanding is like loose. Like it's a, it, there's a rigor there, but not in in the way of like specificity. Passive screens, um, images kind of like float. They float into that space and they float out, and you you catch on to something and you and you don't. And I think maybe thinking about what um, kind of sticks with you or attracts you or makes you interested, maybe that says something, you know. Maybe there's some type of value in that. Do you think there's such a there's a, such a thing as being too informed? I think so. Um, I think in regards to being knowing so much and getting from so many different perspectives can can definitely convolute your perspective a bit, mm-hmm. your own perspective, because you're like, okay, this is saying this and this is saying this, and trying to find your kind of middle of the road moderate response in that. And kind of like make sense of both. Yeah. It's difficult. Like, um, when I was a kid, my dad listened to Russian Limbaugh Interesting. a lot. Yeah. Especially because he was a he was a he was an owner operator cab driver. He owned three cabs and he drove on occasion as well. And when he drove, he would listen to Rush Limbaugh in the cab mm-hmm. while he's driving around. And people would like he would like, pick up people and people like, Who is this crazy guy with all this Rush Limbaugh? Like Oh, this is Rush Limbaugh. And it was a nice, like, litmus test for, like, you know, cool people or crazy people. Ah, so he used it as a way to get a vibe of who was listening. Yeah. That is super interesting. Yeah. Tells you. Parents are, parents are broke as fuck. Yeah, yeah, So, like, my parents are super woke. So... That is really fucking smart. It, yeah, like he would say, like if they're like people were like we react weird, like who is this guy talking? He you know okay, they're okay, and he and like he would even like he because my dad's such a math nerd, he had even devised a spreadsheet of the of the um not spreadsheet but like he had devised like a uh, statistic of like the people who would like comment about Rush Limbaugh being crazy versus the people who would comment on Rush Limbaugh and who would um who would agree with him based on his tips. And people who agreed um, with Rush Limbaugh didn't tip as well as people who did. Didn't rather. So like, he, so he, so he knew like, people. Like, so it was kind of like you know, if someone had like comment on Rush Limbaugh being like a crazy person, it's like okay, I know I'm gonna get like a decent tip out of this person. As regards to somebody who agreed to Rush with Rush Limbaugh and wouldn't give me a tip. He was like, oh yeah, those black people, right? <laughs> yeah, and yeah. you know, and oh, yeah, but it was he. But also, he always told me to grow up knowing what the other what the enemy thinks yeah that's, and knowing yeah. what 
is going on what they think because that's going to help you in the long run because if you know what's against you then you that's 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 a, you can know what to fight for oh, yeah. and fight against yeah, so that's really interesting yeah dad's woke <laughs> woke as fuck <laughs> What happens when passive screens and the 24-hour news cycles moves from the passive to the present? We'll find out when we come back. This episode of Open Ended is sponsored by Busy Beaver. They wrote an adorable song, and you should listen to it right now. One, two, three, four. This episode of Open Ended is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. The access not to give an ad, but dicks out for Barambe. Dicks out for Barambe. Again. Dicks out for Barambe. You have a Harambe story really quick that can fit in this ad slot, right? I do. Um, I was DJing at a club last weekend, and there were some dicks out for Harambe because they all did cheersing to shots and said, to Harambe! Wait, they pulled their dicks out? No, there were dicks out because they're dicks like human being dicks. And oh. they were out for Harambe because they did cheersing to shots of whiskey and said, to Harambe! So... I like that. That's good. Yeah, dicks out for Harambe. So, if you want cards, you can go to cardsandhumanity.com. My name is Erin Cristobal. I'm a curator of the Los Angeles Municipal Art Gallery and a film programmer of Black Radical Imagination. Erin and I met years ago from mutual friends in this tiny little art world. She was also at this year's Black Artist Retreat and someone else I wanted to talk to after dinner and before all the dancing began. Aaron is the type of person who exudes comfortable confidence with the wealth of knowledge. Small locks adorn the top of her head like a queen's crown, and her signature red woven choker necklace acts as a statement piece against her all-black outfit. We settle again in the staircase. There's kind of three major moments that that um, speak to me. The first was 9-11, the 2001 Twin Towers attacks. It was the morning of my dad's birthday, and I remember walking into my parents' room, getting ready for school, and, and seeing this loop of this airplane destructing these two towers, and that kind of following me into the classroom that day. Um, and being at an age where I didn't, really understand the impact of that um and I knew it was bad I knew it was destruction but just having that loop in my head but that loop not necessarily justifying what that was supposed to mean in a in a larger way for our politics and for our nation um the second one was Hurricane Katrina um which at this point is 11 years ago so 2006 and my mom's side of the family is from an area that's not too far from New Orleans so um, that also being tied to me you know in a familial way and um, just watching hours and hours of people just in terrible situations and 
And then the third was um, leading up to or the night of uh, Obama's nomination, um, the first the first go round, and you know I was in film school at the time and I was working my little film job. And we had a little TV in there and we were all kind of glued to it that night and that was really special. So even when I talk about like other things like. Black Lives Matter or terrorism even it's with you know what's using 24 hour news coverage um, stations you know, it's such a warped perspective it's never you know you have show you have stations like C, um, CNN and you have stations like networks rather networks like CNN and MSNBC that are sometimes moderate but a lot of times it can also be conservative and then you have Fox News which is straight up like conservative if enough if not like tea party conservative it's not even like right. it's not even like you know traditional conservative views it's straight up like crazy people and um it's i don't know that's why i kind of just like avoid it completely now because i'm not gonna get the right news that i need i kind of like just try to stick to my points and hopefully vote you know I'll, I'll vote in november but like it's just one of those like i don't know what to do when it comes to learning certain facts because they're, they're all like they're there's like even okay good example the paris shootings that happened in november i was flipping the channels and seeing different coverage that i think the total number of uh, fatalities was like i think 85 and all five networks had all five different numbers for a long time and it's just like i don't know what's real right 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 it's all yeah it provides like this kind of distrust yeah um, so i i don't know this is right difference because you have like really incredible hosts like the former msnbc host um melissa harris perry who um who had her show for four or five years and then got canceled for a number of things. I mean, like she went on um, another round and talked about like how um, they didn't want to fire her, but they wanted to change course and like how they were increasingly, increasingly are changing her, her format and it had to be political driven entirely. And it's because of ratings to a certain degree, because they wanted people to get pulled away from C- CNN. They want people to get away from Fox News and be brought there. And she didn't want to talk about politics. She wanted to talk about other things that are going on in her community. That it's not, I mean, to a certain degree, it deals with politics, but it's different types of politics. Mm-hmm. And because of that change, because of that program change, it's based on ratings. And that's what it comes down to. And it's, you're, 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 you're losing the integrity of journalism because you're, because you're, you're feeding what kind of journalism you want covered right and it's just it's really disconcerting you want to be informed but like informed with what aaron again the static and then the sound that's like accompanied with it perhaps it's like the the tv holds like media and moving image and essentially that means that the tv holds culture and society in a more dominant way and so um 
the the TV tells you how the world works, I think, nowadays, at least in a more modern um, or Western sense. And so the TV holds that power. And it's really interesting that it is this instrument that technically humans can power on or off. We have the power to do that, but it holds that capacity to tell you what's happening in the world. Well, I feel like nowadays it's kind of ciphered off into various devices like, you know, I would say cell phones and tablets and laptops, PCs, whatever, um, contain more of that now or that's kind of the way in which we're receiving that information but I think of TV as the ancestor to those those objects and as something that is still very active perhaps more so for an older generation um, but the the TV is is something that has has defined um media and and how media functions and as media being the overlying uh giver of information i don't watch tv news that feels like a waste of time that was grace needleman an artist curator and teacher out here in chicago Cher talked with her during a coffee date at filter cafe a coffee house in wicker park that doesn't have tvs in it Grace, with short brown hair, large glasses rustled on her nose, and high-top sneakers, sat with confidence about her media habits as they settled on a large, yellow, lumpy couch while students sat among, working on their projects. When I open up my phone and check my email and don't have any new emails, then I'll, like, flip through my news apps and see what's going on. Um, It feels like entertainment. I think there's the, the element of news that's like, I know this is always happening, so I'll just turn it on when I don't have anything else to do. I, uh, I mean, we've talked about this before and like certain things, like how we've like devised our Facebook um, or social media, rather, um, landscapes and not have it so much of bubble of, you know, all these liberal voices that are, you know, progressive and, mm-hmm. you know, fighting the good fight. You know, I keep friends who... I had in high school and college who are very conservatively in my Facebook feed. So I do know what they're thinking and hearing and saying, because, you know, if I am only seeing a certain amount of, um, voices out there, my voice, my, my own voice gets skewed because I'm thinking, well, everyone thinks like me. Like, no, actually they don't. If I really want to know what's going on, then I'll go to Twitter and I'll go to like the people who I trust and see what they're posting about something. So whenever there's a big, um, protests or something like that, uh, then I'm always like, okay, I want to understand where where things are happening, what's going on. Yeah, so I was actually thinking about this book by uh, Clay Johnson called The Information Diet. And it talked a lot about how, like, you're a result, you're a result of the information that you take in. Yeah. And how a lot of information, especially with the 24-hour news cycle particularly, it's kind of like <laughs> candy-coated journalism. Oh, certainly. Um, in, in a way. And just this idea of, like, it's much harder to take in information that is not only with, like, outside of your scope, but also, like, that is tough to 
to digest if that makes sense well yeah so, it's dense yeah 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 and, 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 and that's not saying like oh yeah the only thing that we must read is mother jones but like because like sometimes i want to go on buzzfeed you know sometimes yeah. i want to read some comics but also but, shout out to mother jones i fucking love that website yeah, yeah it's yeah. super good yeah so it just kind of makes me think like yeah like there's a place for like candy coated journalism but at the same time like i'm just curious about how that affects thinking when it's on so passively in the background like it's like kind of like the equivalent of like you're passively taking in this information yeah just subliminally almost what's up subliminally because yeah 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 Yeah, exactly yeah because you're not necessarily listening to it but you catch on to breeze i consume a lot of news daily just to have a general sense of what's going on in the world but i really like apps that have like a summary sentence because honestly that's all I need in the moment because nobody has had time really to give depth of thought or real analysis to what's going on. So I really like like podcasts for my news because then it's smart people who've taken time to really dig through all of the stuff that's out there and analyze it and you know then years later I can come back to something that's happened and be like, okay, now I kind of get what was going on because these people have put real effort into it. For sure. Do you ever feel overwhelmed by consumption sometimes? Um, no, only because I've decided that like I don't have to read that much in the moment to get what's going on. And then uh, there are times in my day when I get to consume the things that I want to consume and listen to the people that I want to listen to. So where does this leave us right now? Are passive screens just inevitable whenever you go out in public? Sylvie actually thinks so, at least at Cafe Jumping Bee. It's kind of strange. I mean, it's like, almost like they're controlled by the TV. <laughs> by the TV? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, huh? <laughs> it's kind of like they're controlled. Uh, they, they must watch because also they probably think that, you know what, why is the TV on here? But as more and more screens surround us, it may not be so strange to walk into more places and find CNN playing silently, telling you their values. You can either tune in, or you can pull out your own screen and tune out. Hey, sure. Hey. Do you know what time it is? It's birthday edition of Open Call Time. It's your birthday edition of Open Call Time. Birthday, birthday Open Call, birthday Open Call Time. So if you are unfamiliar with Open Call, Open Call is when we give a shout out to the things that we are feeling this week. It can be a concept, it can be an idea. It is honestly whatever the fuck we want. Whatever delighted us this week. So since you are the birthday made it, what are you feeling this week? So, um, I've been really into this new podcast. It's by Aisha Harris from Slate. She's a new show called Represent. And she has conversations with um, producers and actors and writers and critics who dissect um, diversity in pop culture. I'll be in movies, TV shows, what have you. And it's really been good. They have, I think, four episodes. The first episode was the one that really pulled me in. She has a really, really great interview with Robert Townsend. If you don't know who Robert Townsend is, he is a um, movie 
movie actor. He produced one of my favorite, favorite, favorite movies of all time, um, Pilot Shuffle. Um, it's one of those movies where, like, people would say, like, how, like, Do the Right Thing is, like, the penultimate, not penultimate, the ultimate black movie. For me, it's Hollywood Shuffle. I didn't really care for um, Do the Right Thing, so that's another story for another conversation. <laughs> but um, I always looked at that movie as, you know, kind of just a really great satirical look on um, black movies and black culture um, from that t- point in time. And it's sadly still relevant today so um just really dig deep dig, dug deep into um his past um experiences and talked about like his tv show parenthood and just his life and career but then they also like talked about um movie representation in ghostbusters and then later on talked about you know shows like mr robot and in um other pop culture like um talk about a couple other shows and they have like an asian uh critic on there and just really dissect representation in movie and tv and it's really good aisha harris is a fantastic writer on slate you should read all her stuff she did a very comprehensive list about um i think it was the 100 best black films in existence and it's just really good she's fantastic so check out represent on the slate um website what about you james i'm feeling the newest young thug mixtape that literally came out today Nice. I thought you were gonna talk about Frank Ocean, but I oh well. I appreciate you talking about Young Thug. You know, maybe that might be for another day. Uh, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> might be for another day. It's okay. Um, and the name of this new tape is "My Name Is Jeffrey," and aside from him having a track named Harambe on this album, I cannot. <laughs> I'm mainly feeling this album. Aside from the wonderful production of atlanta's best producers which you know is near and dear to my heart (laughs) the album cover of it is just perfection it's him almost looking like a tekken character in a way he's wearing this like beautiful fluffy um like frilly dress and it's just beautiful it's a stunning cover and Every single title on the album is someone else's name. Um, But it's just a very comprehensive tape that is kind of different than his other tapes. Like, it feels like him really experimenting in the route of his music and, like, really experimenting a lot with Dancehall. Wyclef is on the album, which I was really happy to hear from him. So happy Gucci is back. Gucci home. Gucci man. He's on the record. Like it, it's a great album. He's so great. People yeah. sleep on Gucci sometimes. I love Gucci. I love Gucci so much. People sleep on him. He's great. So it's like been on my repeat. It was enough to make me stop listening to my podcast, which was oh, was like really really hard for me. But it's perfection. Open ended is Cher Vincent and myself, James T. Green. And we are a proud member of Pulse Loudness, a collective of independent audio shows hosted by people of color, women, and queer-identified hosts. You can learn more about Pulse Loudness at PulseLoudness.com. 
We are also a proud member of the CPC Chicago Podcast Co-op. And we want to give a shout out to a fellow CPC member, Blurry Photos. Blurry Photos humorously sheds light on the shadowy topics of the world, from cryptozoology and the paranormal to conspiracies and unexplained. Dave and David want you to learn something weird. That is Blurry Photos here at the CPC. Production for this episode was handled by me, James T. Green, and we had some production assistance by my Goldberg Saphir. Editorial oversight by me, Cher Vincent. Make sure to find us on Twitter. I am at underscore James T. Green. And I'm Cher Musings. We'll be back next week, but until then... I'm going to ask... Well, I was going the words because I literally Googled MSNBC Black Host. <laughs> My Google searches are trash. <laughs> Keep things open-ended. This episode of Open Ended is sponsored by Iron Galaxy. Watch your balls on video. Wait. <laughs> Wrong ad. Damn it, James. <laughs> video ball is a piece of electronic entertainment. Oh, so maybe they might be the same. Mm. Video ball is a sport you can play. Video ball is a sport everyone can play. Go play video ball. Video ball. Video ball. Free balling. More info at videoball.net. I just want to keep saying ball. Balls. <laughs> Ball. <laughs> Balls. This episode of Open End is sponsored by Jackbox Games. Get five hilarious party games in the Jackbox Party Pack from the creator of You Don't Know Jack. So hit the road. Fucking share. <laughs> Fuck you. Now on Xbox One, PS3, PS4, Steam, and more. Go to jackboxgames.com for more information, and you won't find any of Cher's terrible puns there. <laughs> but it was so good. Post loudness.